Wayne Sumner Studio. My recommendation is in honor of the British Bodie McBoatface. It's uh, Sonny McCarface. Broadcasting live in Boone, North Carolina on 90.5 WASU-FM. You're driving and you think you start getting hungry and you're like, oh, I have a Dunkin' Donuts app on my car. Why not I just buy 12 donuts? Around the world on iHeartRadio and WASURadio.com. It's astonishing what you've done. You managed to have a three-car pileup on a road with a speed limit of 25 miles per hour. Right in front of the police station, too. So, uh, congratulations. This is Loopy Radio. This is Loopy Radio. This is Loopy Radio. I made that way too loud. I just realized it. Oh, boy. Snowmageddon has begun. It has begun with a little prelude a few days early. We're expecting, from the last that I have seen, we are expecting 12 inches on Sunday alone this coming weekend. With about 5 on Saturday and about 4 on Monday. So, uh, buy all the milk and bread you need. Except I won't because I'm gluten-free and lactose intolerant. I will stick with my water and chips in order to survive. But today today was a bit crazy. We got some legitimate snow. I didn't think it was possibly going to happen, but it did. I, I don't have windows where I live, so I didn't know what the weather was. Several times I've walked out of my front door um, into a pouring rain with no rain jacket on, and then I immediately turn back around and go get one because I don't know. And I can't hear it either. And you obviously can't hear snow. So I was quite shocked when I woke up this morning to come into work and uh, had to turn around and put some snow boots on. And then it kept snowing for a long time. I I don't know what the official number is, but I think it's probably about three inches at least in a lot of places. It's still a decent amount looking out the window right now. So the roads are fine. But uh, classes today got canceled from, what was it, 1 o'clock? 1 o'clock on, which is probably about the time where it became safe to go to class, was about 1 o'clock. They should have canceled all the classes before that point, but they did not. Uh, But I got my classes canceled, and as a result, one of my classes is completely screwed because our exam has already been canceled due to the impending snow, and our final class got canceled today due to the snow that already happened. And our exam is tomorrow, and we don't know what we're doing. So that's great. Welcome to college. Uh, If you're a freshman and you don't know what snow is, you do now. Welcome to Boone. Have fun this weekend. Uh, Don't lie in the snow for like two hours. That's not not good. That's not smart. Um, We have some interesting news coming on this week. A lot of college football news. I've never talked sports on this show intentionally. Um, A, because listening to people talk about sports is boring. Uh, B, I can't make sports very funny. And C... Uh, I largely don't care. Uh, but we have some uh, important App State sports news that came out this week. Uh, some good news and some bittersweet news. As well as, I'm just going to throw it in, Urban Meyer is looking to retire. The coach for Ohio State football is going to retire. He is a legend of the sport. And uh, I'm going to fit it in with my App State story because cause Urban Meyer is just that important. I'm also going to talk about something called CRISPR. We're not talking about fried chicken. It's not the same thing. CRISPR, this is big world news with some crazy implications going on. We're going to dive a bit into that. And uh, everyone's favorite topic, global warming. 
I'm going to give you my two cents. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about what might happen as a result of some people who are taking it a little too far. Uh, this is where we're going to get into a few people's idea is about to really legitimately possibly – that's a lot of words with L-Y – impact a lot of people. Uh, and I don't think this is smart. I don't think people pay enough attention to this. There's some people out there who are ready to do physical things to this planet because of something that not 100% of people are convinced about. And by not 100%, I mean like 50% of people aren't convinced about. And they're getting ready to do some stuff to our planet as a result. When what they're talking about is saying it's going to hurt the planet, well, what they're about to do might hurt the planet. We'll find out. Snowmageddon. It's going to be a great week for skiing if you are into that. Snowmageddon this weekend. Get yourself prepared for it. 12 inches, possibly, on Sunday. But what do we know? It's like... We didn't know it was going to snow this morning, so... You know? So zero... To get to get three inches out of zero, we multiply by infinity. So if we're going to get 12 inches on Sunday... We're going to get infinity times 12. That's how much snow we're going to get. It's going to be crazy. Some good news from App State this week. Let's just go ahead and hit on it before the break here. Uh, we just won, finally, the Sun Belt Championship. I say that because the past two seasons prior, uh, we've been co-champions, which is probably the lamest thing in sports. A co-champion. You can't find some sort of a tiebreaker to decide who wins? No. It, co-champion. Yeah, congratulations. Uh, but finally, Sunbelt got their freaking act together, and they had an actual championship. And guess what? We won. Because we're by far the best program in the Sunbelt. The Fun Belt. So no longer are we co-champions. Uh, we are champion champions. Uh, there is no other champions, just us. Gotta love it when you can brag on your own team that you're really not affiliated with to take classes at the same school. I'm Loopy. I'm Loopy. I just realized I played the wrong intro, so I'm sorry for all you people who knew exactly what I was going to play. Oh, well. So we're talking about uh, college football right now. College football is basically over except for the bowl games and the college football playoff, which is basically the best part. So we're just getting started is what that means. Uh, but Coach Satterfield has been an App State legend, an absolute legend. He went here. I think he played here. He's coached here in numerous roles. He has been the head coach, has been the head coach. Uh, because he has decided to take a coaching job at Louisville, which is one of the biggest football programs in the country. So it's awesome that one of our former players, former coaches, former students is able to coach on such a high level. But what stinks is that he's the coach who has now won us three uh, conference championships. He made the transition up to uh, the top level of college football seamless for App State. We've been a competitor ever since we've been up here. Competitor in the Sun Belt, at least. 
and now he's he's going to go. Uh, you, you can only say good things about the guy. Uh, the, the players love him. Uh, what, what we're going to struggle with is replacing this guy. And one of, one of the biggest parts about college sports that um, kind of helps define it is recruiting. These kids aren't paid legally. Uh, but you have to recruit them. You have to convince them to come to your school, convince them that your program is better than everybody else's, that your school is better than everybody else's, that they're going to enjoy their time. And, uh, I mean, he is partially lucky because Boone is a great place to be for college, but uh, he has done so well at getting good players into the Sun Belt, players that the Sun Belt does not deserve. Uh, he's been able to do it. It's going to be hard to find someone to get us a better team than what we've been seeing. So I hope whoever they find is going to recruit as well as Satterfield did. Um, but But part of me wonders... You got to think that App State knew that Satterfield was getting offers before now, which means that they have definitely considered upping his salary to keep him here. And they've decided not to do that, apparently. You'd think Satterfield has legend is really the only word you can have for this guy for App State football. And uh, the athletics department knows that. It would be a shame, I'm not making any claims here, but I'm just saying, if if App State Athletics knew that Satterfield was going to go unless he was paid more money and they didn't offer it to him, that would be a real shame. Satterfield has been incredible for our program. He, He has made the program what it is now, without a doubt. But someone else in college football who uh, is instrumental to the game itself is also moving. He's moving away from college football. We're talking about Urban Meyer from Ohio State. He became famous, at least in my mind, back when he coached at Florida during the Tim Tebow era. That was one of his players. And then retired and then suddenly accepted a job at Ohio State for a lot of money. He's saying that he is going to step down as head coach after the Rose Bowl. He announced, he, uh, he announced that on Tuesday in a press conference. His final game is going to be the Rose Bowl, January 1st, 2019, when the Buckeyes take on Washington. Here's the thing to think about. That will be his final game. That might not be Ohio State's final game of the season. If they win the Rose Bowl, they go on to the college football championship without Urban Meyer. That would be interesting. The university, uh, I, this article is kind of dated. It says they plan to announce offensive coordinator Ryan Day to be the replacement who would coach that game, but I'm not sure if that's officially official. Day coached the Buckeyes earlier this season while Meyer served served a suspension. A lot of people, even me, when I first read that he's stepping down, I thought it was because of uh, the reasons why he was suspended this year, but it's not. It's actually health-related. The article says uh, Meyer's health issues... Probably is one of the reasons for his retirement. The 54-year-old has been battling a cyst on the brain and has had brain surgery in 2014. Uh, while Meyer has repeatedly stated his intentions to coach next season, he revealed to Cleveland.com in October that his condition was serious. He added he had no intentions of coaching anywhere else but Ohio State. His record with the team is remarkable. Meyer is 82-9. and nine. 
in seven seasons at Ohio State in one of the toughest conferences in college football. He's also coming off of back-to-back Big Ten titles and has won seven straight games against Michigan. That's like Carolina beating Duke seven straight times. Not to mention that he claimed his own national championship with Ohio State in 2014. It's going to be weird to see college football without Urban Meyer. He has been a staple. He's like a he's like a Nick Saban level, except he's moved around a little bit, so it's doesn't quite feel the same. But it, college football will not feel the same without Urban Meyer. That is for sure. But when we come back, things are getting crisper, and uh, we ain't talking chicken. We ain't even talking gluten-free chicken. Crisper chicken. No, this is where uh, Loopy Radio gets a little weird and a little scary and a little weird again. Uh, yeah. Let's get ready for it. I'm Loopy. I'm Loopy. So when I talk about CRISPR... I'm not talking about a machine that makes crispy fried chicken. I wish. I'd buy one. But what we're talking about here is uh, something pretty freaky. Uh, CRISPR, all caps, it's an it's a abbreviation for something. All caps, C-R-I-S-P-R, CRISPR, uh, is, is a technique... I'm not 100% sure on if it's a machine or a technique or what it does. It's mad science is what this is. It's freaking mad science. And uh, what it allows you to do is alter DNA of things, whether that's plants or animals. And it's a pretty new thing. It's In the science world, it's sketch. It's not well developed yet. But, I mean, you're talking about editing DNA. Yeah, this is, this is crazy. This is a cool thing. So obviously scientists are working on it. Uh, but then you get instances like we've had this week where a scientist in China has seemingly gone rogue and is using CRISPR on babies. Human babies. Human twin babies. Yeah. Uh, It's... You start to wonder um, a few things. Uh, Who is this person? Uh, Who are they with? Who are these babies? Um, what What are they trying to do? Plenty, Plenty of good questions. What are this person's intentions? Are they good or bad? Well, I can tell you uh, from what this person has said, they're good intentions. I guess that's better than saying they're bad intentions and actually having them turn out to be good intentions. I don't think that would work too well. So he says uh, that they're good. And by he, I literally mean he. His first name is he, H-E, which makes this article really confusing to read um, because it says he all over the place. And you're like, why is there a pronoun there? Oh, wait, that's him. He is he. Like, for example, it says, he says he's proud. So is he talking about, he says he's proud of something. 
Is he talking about himself or a different he? He's talking about himself in the first person or the second or the third person. It's, it's confusing. Don't name your kid he, especially if it's a girl. Not okay. Uh, don't do that. So uh, this is from Vox. There, this is all over the place, though. You can find it. It says a Chinese scientist, in bold, Chinese scientist. Vox, I guess, has a thing against Chinese scientists. A Chinese scientist shocked the world this week when he reported... Here's he again. When he reported that he'd created the world's first babies genetically edited with CRISPR. Specifically, a set of twin girls with a third potential CRISPR baby on the way. Nearly a week later... I'm not going to try to pronounce this guy's name. I'm just going to say he, because that, that's probably pronounced wrong, too. Nearly a week later, after announcing the, the CRISPR babies, uh, he's experiment uh, still hasn't been fully vetted. But it represents the realization of the fears of many scientists who believe CRISPR isn't yet safe and precise enough to be used on humans. He says he's proud of his work. Uh, and that it has more to do with public health than designer babies or people genetically altered to be as good as possible. That's the real fear. Since his aim, he says, is to eliminate the risk of HIV infection in the babies. Decent sounding plan. Want to eradicate these diseases from the planet? Genetically alter everybody to not be able to get them. Makes sense. But then you also do get this ethical thing of, if you can edit that, why not figure out how to edit them to not look like me? Make them actually look decent. You know, give them bodies that work. And then you start getting the problems of, well, then who gets the privilege of being a CRISPR baby? You know, if being a CRISPR baby makes you the best thing ever, then um, what happens to the people who don't get that treatment? You know, and then you start having like two different types of humans. Super superior ones and then other ones who were, I guess, normal, regular. But they would be inferior at that point. So you really start dealing with some genuinely sketchy stuff. It's kind of like the atomic bomb. It's like, we can do it, but should we? Should we really build it? Kind of the same thing. If... CRISPR works, should you do it? The article says, what if they're causing CRISPR to enhance human traits, ushering in a new era of genetic inequality? That's a great way of putting that. Genetic inequality. I definitely have that. And I'm not. there are no CRISPR babies yet, maybe. I'm definitely genetically uh, inequality, inequalitied, inequalified. Critics of the CRISPR babies include the technology's co-founders, the article says, and the university where this mad scientist he is affiliated. So the university does not promote what he is doing, he literally, and uh, even the company, the technology's builders do not like what this guy's doing. And we're talking about editing human DNA. Before somebody is born. Freaky. I think I've already used this outro. I stink. And I'm late. 
That's what I get. I, I get somebody in the studio for once, finally. I've been trying for so long. And then I mess up multiple times. It's good. Getting prepared for the future. All right, when we come back, we'll talk about more on who he is and specifically where he is. I'm Loopy. College Talk Radio. Loopy without banned substances. Looking at CRISPR babies, and now you know what I'm talking about. If uh, if you've just tuned in, if you've just started listening, especially if you're listening to this on recording, and now you've just started listening, that's weird. Um, but if you've just started listening uh, and you don't know what I'm talking about, CRISPR is it's either a machine or it is a method of science where you can edit DNA, and that's for plants and animals. Uh, but it's still new. That's probably part of the reason why you've never heard of it. Uh, it's a tremendously incredible thing, um, especially if you know a thing or two about DNA. Just incredible. But you start getting into the idea of, is this something we really want to do? Because especially if this eventually gets to be with people, you know, who gets this privilege? And how do you decide? You know, because... At the beginning, you know, you won't be able to do it to everybody. And this only applies, I believe, to unborn. If, if it's for a, a human, it would be only to an unborn human. But, you know, if, if this comes out as like something that's completely legitimate and not sketchy, then, you know, who who's the first one? And then uh, what happens to people who can't afford it? Does it become like a human right? To be genetically altered before you're born, it it's weird. But the 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 current idea, what's currently being tried against the wills of a lot of important people, is genetically and uh, changing. This is what has apparently been tried: is genetically modifying two unborn twin babies so that they cannot get HIV. Sounds like a decent idea. Sounds like that could help a lot of people. Well, here's the problem. It's never been done before to people. The university where this mad scientist was working or is working uh, is against what this prof- what this scientist did. The uh, co-founders, the co-creators of CRISPR are also against doing this. This scientist really is a mad scientist who is on his own. And by his, I mean he, because that is his name, he. Uh, he, he is trying some gene editing. Uh, here's the thing. He seems like a fairly crazy dude. And uh, he seems to be doing something that's fairly crazy. And along his entire process, he's entire process, that's not incorrect. In this case, he's entire process uh, works. Um, he's been uploading videos to YouTube and the internet talking about what he's doing, uh, various things like that. Uh, and so 
when all of a sudden no more videos are being made, you begin to wonder what's going on. And then you find articles all over the internet that all come out at about the same time saying that he has gone missing. He has vanished from the face of the earth. After saying that two twin babies were genetically altered with CRISPR to be immune from HIV and that a third baby is on the way. He has disappeared suddenly. Uh, This has been a thing that's been developing yesterday and all day today. I searched a little bit today, and I couldn't find anything conclusive on multiple sources. But one thing I did see uh, is that some believe that he's been detained by the Chinese. Uh, The university uh, says that they have not detained him or done anything to him. But yeah, we legitimately have a mad scientist trying to alter human beings. And then within a week or a couple of days of saying that he has done it, disappears. Seemingly without a trace. And in a country called China. There's just, this is just sketchy and crazy on so many levels. I love it. This is from the article on Fox News. I'm just going to read it verbatim. I've already touched a lot of this, but I'm just going to read what they said. Uh... He is missing, according to a report from Monday. He of Shenzhen, China, gave a presentation in Hong Kong last week on his controversial experiment, and nobody seems to know his whereabouts, according to the South China Morning Post. He says that a second pregnancy may be underway. Unbelievable. If if you had the power to genetically alter somebody, would you do it? I know a few people who I'd genetically alter to screw them up. It's like, huh, that's what you get. Get a taste of my life, taste of the good life, taste of the poor genetics life. It's a crazy thought. But I think the thing for everyone to remember is that the reason why I haven't heard of CRISPR... Because this is sketchy. And uh, I think it's getting a very bad publicity start if it ever does become legitimate. He's crazy. We can all say that now. I'm Loopy. I'm Loopy. In wake of Snowmageddon. Beginning today and uh, being uh, furthered uh, this coming weekend. We're going to talk about App State's favorite subject, uh, global warming. We're going to do it. I just wanted to uh, – yeah, so we're, we're going to talk about this not because I'm going to try to say, you know, whatever, global warming one way or global warming the other. I'm going to say it because um, some people are about to take some serious action to global warming, uh, and it – this is basically how the movie Matrix started. This is the premise of that movie. Uh, not as to an extreme, but we're talking about putting stuff in the sky 
so that the sun can't get through as much. Seriously. Some people from Harvard are trying to do this. Uh, I just think it's dumb. But uh, to to say what my uh, radio mentor John Hancock says, you can believe in God or disbelieve in God. Uh, kind of in the same way that you can uh, believe in global warming or disbelieve in global warming. But uh, you better, you know, if you're wrong, you're screwed. So you better not hope you're wrong. If God's real and you don't believe in God, uh, then you're screwed. But if you believe in him, that's great. If global warming is real and you don't believe in it, future generations are screwed. But if you believe in global warming and it's not, then... Uh, you're just wrong. Okay. Uh, but this might be a case of where if global warming is wrong and they put this stuff up into the sky, it could really screw up the planet. So people need to think really long and hard before they really take action on the thing that they're being crazy about. Just to stir the pot a little bit because I can, I read this today. The, uh, the beloved Bernie Sanders, you may, uh, may know of him. Uh, he's so concerned about climate change that he spent $300,000 on private air travel in October alone so that he could uh, go to midterm elections in different battleground states. Now, just in case you don't know, uh, private air travel is probably the worst thing you can legally do to the environment in the modern age. Hands down, probably the worst legal thing you can do unless you own, like, a coal factory or a lithium factory. Uh, yeah. And he spent $300,000 doing that. Uh, yeah. And he, he uh, hates the global warmings. Uh, so we're looking at something weird here. They say it's the first ever sun-dimming experiment is going to be done. And what they're trying to do is mimic a volcanic eruption in an attempt to reverse global warming. So when a, when a, when a volcano erupts, you know, a lot, of, a lot of things that people think about are plane flights getting canceled, uh, even from faraway places. And the reason why is because the ash and crap from the volcano gets up into the higher levels of the atmosphere and just goes everywhere. And you don't want to get that in a plane engine because it can rip the engine to shreds. Well, so people are thinking, well, what if we took that kind of idea but put a substance up into the atmosphere that is good for the planet? Whatever that means. In this case, they're thinking it's not a greenhouse gas and it will reflect some of the sun away so that our greenhouse gases keep in a normal amount. In theory, that sounds okay. Granted, you got to be right about global warming. That better be true. If this is just a cycle, and uh, at some point the Earth is going to get cold again just because of its natural cycle, and you have this stuff up in the atmosphere, it's going to get freaking cold. It's going to get colder than cold. You're talking about colder than an Ice Age cold. If uh, global warming actually turns out to be a normal earthly cycle. 
if you're making the average permanently colder, then all the cycles will be permanently colder. So you better be dang right about uh, global warming. And if you're one of these people who's constantly like, yes, global warming is correct, I'm not here saying that you're wrong. I have no opinion because I'm not a scientist. I haven't done work on this. I don't just look at BuzzFeed and make my opinions. I'm intelligent. That's why I'm in radio. Gee whiz. Uh, you got you got to think. Uh, just think a little bit. What if we're wrong? Then uh, we better not be screwed. If global warming is true, is real, then we need we need to do something about it. If it's not, then uh, we need to make sure what we're doing isn't going to screw us over completely. You got to think. And uh, don't fly a private jet uh, if you're eco. It's not good. Jet fuel isn't nice for the for the planet. It's also expensive. If you have a private jet, though, I'll fly in it. That'd be fun. I'm Loopy. I'm Loopy. Talking about the uh, the globalist of warmings and, uh, and what what we should do about it. Sadly, due to the politic nature of everything these days, you know people aren't sure if global warming is legit or a hoax. It's unfortunate that we're at that point, and politics really is the thing that's causing it. The data looks okay from what I've seen. But there are so many people that are completely against it. And there's so many people who are like insanely for it to the point where it's like, why are you this crazy about it? You know, it makes me feel like it's political games. And I'm, I'm, I know I'm not the only person who thinks that. But here is an example of um, an idea that might be going through. On what we should do if, or I guess if not, global warming is legitimate and a threat. Scientists plan to mimic the efforts of a massive volcanic eruption in a bid to tackle global warming. Yeah. Plans to geoengineer the atmosphere by blocking out sunlight have been floated before, i.e. the uh, Matrix movie. But an experiment launched next year by Harvard researchers, will be the first test, uh, the first to test the theory in the stratosphere. Sounds like this is going to happen, and it's Havid, so they know what they're doing, right? The team will use uh, a balloon suspended 12 miles above Earth to spray tiny chalk particles across a kilometer-long area with the intention of reflecting the sun's rays away from the planet. Plants need the sun. In doing so, my skin needs the sun. In doing so, they will attempt to replicate on a small scale the eruption, the eruption of Mount... I'm not even going to try that one. In the Philippines in 1991. So apparently they're, they're looking at an event that happened in 1991 in a volcanic eruption that cooled off the planet a little bit. They're trying to remake that. 
During this event, the volcano spewed 20 million tons of sulfur dioxide into the stratosphere, creating a haze that cooled the planet by 5 degrees Celsius for around 18 months, returning the Earth to its pre-industrial temperature. Here's the thing that I've always wondered. The numbers they're throwing around are like global warming has increased the temperature by you know, 0.5 degrees centigrade, which is like, what, 3 degrees Fahrenheit? If, if the average of the Earth is going up by 3 degrees, and Charlotte, North Carolina's average has gone up by like 10, apparently, that means somewhere else it's going down 7. So why are the ice caps melting? Where's it getting colder? If the average is 3, and where I am it's always in the double digits, somewhere's getting colder. Or a ton of the planet is getting just slightly barely warmer, and I happen to be where all of the global warming is. If someone can give me a little insight into that, I'd be highly appreciative. The scientists argue that replicating this effort on a large scale could provide the planet with respite from global warming, stopping sea ice from melting, and protecting coral from bleaching. I mean, if it's all true, the coral, the coral is bleaching. In some instances, I have seen that ice caps are melting. In some cases, I've also seen that they're growing. Uh, Charlotte's getting a lot hotter, it feels like, maybe. It's pretty dang cold up here right now. We just got some snow. And uh, we got, like, no snow my freshman year, so maybe it's getting colder here. So much to figure out. Uh, if it goes up another half degree uh, tomorrow, it's not because I started my old Mercedes because it's dead. It's because Bernie Sanders flew in his private jet, just just for the record. But come on, people, do think. That if you say there are no political games, take this. Bernie Sanders spent $300,000 on private air travel in October. He is the face of eco in politics. And he just epically polluted the atmosphere. He did $300,000 worth of polluting the atmosphere. And uh, he's the face of eco. I know uh, all of you college students love Mr. Bernie. Um, maybe it's because you aspire to have a private jet of your own. Maybe that's it. I think I just solved it. Bernie 2020, everybody gets a private jet. And a budget of 300k a month. Oh man, I should run a campaign. I'd be so good at it. Alright. I will be back next week, I think, maybe. It's exams. I'm Loopy.